I went from being this very competent person in this career, very com uh, competent and confident, and then all of a sudden, 55 job applications, nobody wants me. But everybody's telling me that I'm not competent, I can't do the job, I shouldn't be in this work. What's going on? I know I'm actually good at the job. So maybe it was something to do with what I'm doing or not doing when I'm writing my job applications. Well, hello again, and how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Finding Equilibrium show. I'm delighted you're here, and I hope all is well in your world. And today I have a, a wonderful guest, um, Kirsten Bromby. So Kirsten, thank you so much for spending time with us. And Kirsten is a career coach and uh, and and the author of uh, an amazing new book called, uh, called Now What, which uh, I've uh, had the privilege of um, dipping into. Um, and career is such a big part of well-being and, uh, and and such an important part of um, you know living a, a life that that we feel is on purpose. I was really keen to uh, find some time in in Kirsten's uh, busy schedule. So thank you very much for joining us. How are you today, Kirsten? Oh, thank you so much for having me, Lawrence. I'm really good. That's wonderful. And where are you? So where are you speaking to us from? I am just outside of Bathurst, New South Wales, which is actually a country town about three hours west of Sydney. So I actually live out in rural Australia. So um, that's where I'm coming to you from now. And this is my home office that I work from. Um, and that's, yeah, that's where I am. Wonderful. So career coach. So tell us what, tell us a little bit for the people who don't know you, a little bit about, about who you are, what your journey and how someone becomes a career coach. No worries. All right. Well, and it's actually it's a bit of a story and it's a pretty long story, but I'll try and shorten it for you because it um, could get a bit boring. But look, lots of years ago, maybe 20 years ago, I well, actually 16 or 17 years ago, I had kind of finished. It was a bit of a bit of a story about I kind of come to a point in my information technology career where I knew that I didn't want to do that anymore. And the company that I was with at the moment, um, kind of, uh, I, I stopped working with that company and I was uh, six months pregnant at the time. Oh, no, sorry, three months pregnant at the time. And I thought, okay, well, I'll stop working with this company. So I will now just, it's easy. I'll just go and get a three-month contract in time. Then I'll have some time off before the baby's born and then off I go. Um, and then I'll do that, which was great plan. And unfortunately, it didn't actually work out that way because 55 job applications later and no interviews and no jobs until I got my first job interview and I was about seven and a half months pregnant and I went oh. that's for a six-month contract of which I'm going to be able to do about one week <laughs> so that kind of and I went oh my gosh so I just kind of gave up and then spent a bit of time had the baby and then of course I had about six months off in that time um, with the new baby and I had it so I had quite a bit of reflection time and to think about what just happened there I went from like being this um you know very competent person in this career uh very com uh, competent and confident so knew my abilities could do everything and then all of a sudden 55 job applications nobody wants me you know everybody's telling me mm. is this what everybody's telling me that I'm not competent I can't do the job I shouldn't be in this work 
what's going on. And so through that reflection time, I went, oh, actually, that's not what it's about. I, I know I'm actually good at, I'm, I know I'm actually good at the job. So maybe it was something to do with what I'm doing or not doing when I'm writing my job applications. And so that's kind of where it all started. And, and so I kind of went, oh, actually, yeah, obviously they can't tell who I am and what I can do on my, on paper. That's what's going on. That's why they didn't, did, didn't bring me in for interviews. So, um, so that was kind of a bit eye-opening and then I kind of had a bit of reflection time, as I said, and I need to do this differently and came up with a bit of a different approach to it and then got the first job that I applied for um, in a bit of a different way um, as soon as I was ready to go back to work. So, and after that, I kind of then started to just help people that I know, family, friends, that they wanted to move careers or um, or they wanted to transition to, into a new job or they were being made redundant, that sort of thing. And I just kind of helped people that I knew. Um, and then and then it kind of morphed from there. And then I became a, you know, a coach. And then I started to do a lot of actual, you know, paid career coaching because, you know, I kind of had this approach that worked and just a bit of a different way to think about it, which which worked. So that was and so I kind of just fell into it from there, from my own experience of having gone through it and then figured out how can I do something differently. So interesting. Yeah. And that's often where new ventures come from, isn't it? Your own pain, your own, your own experience. Yeah. So, so I'm exactly. curious, you know, I'm really curious. You've done 55 uh, applications and that's pretty, you know, pretty miserable. Um, and uh, you just touched on, you know, some of yeah. those self-doubt points, but I'm sure that was, yeah. really, um, you know, a lot was going on at, at the time. But what was it that you suddenly shifted because you went from 55 rejections, so to speak, if I use yeah. To one acceptance straight away. Was it like a dramatic change? Like what? Because there's going to be a lot of people listening to this who will relate yes, to yes, problem. Yes. Be where you were, you know, 55 yep. applications, whatever, whatever yep. that was. So, but what did you change? What 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 was it that really um uh you know changed uh, changed your destiny, so to speak? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. And I think, well, first of all. I think I'm not sure about the timing of this, which one came first. I probably came about the same time, actually. I kind of, I was brought back in, um, I was brought back in as a consultant to, to actually run some work, just part-time, a little project um, in the old company that I've been in. They kind of, they kind of begged me to come back. And so then I had this realisation, that was when I had the realisation, hang on a sec, uh, actually, it's not about whether or not I can do the job. It's not about whether or not I was the perfect person for that job. It must be something else. So actually, I am competent. They, you know, that they, they, they want me back. So I kind of got that little boost and went, okay, no, hang on. So my confidence is back in my abilities and my capabilities. So then it has to be something else. Um, and then I think the the... It was actually the the first job application. I was just looking for um, uh, because I had now a, um, a, a, my oldest child had just started school, and then I had um, and then I had my baby. So I was looking for kind of a lifestyle. I'd, I'd spent the last you know ten or fifteen years commuting to the city, doing the you know the two hour commute each day, the long 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 hours, um, all of that sort of stuff, and then. So now I went, right, I need something local, maybe school hours, that sort of thing, maybe part-time, so not five days a week. So I started to look for different kinds of jobs than, than what I had been looking for. And when I found this first job ad, it was for a, it was for a, um, 
a personal assistant for a small for a small business and I went well I'm, got, I'm not a secretary I don't have any personal assistant skills but when I read the ad I went I don't think that's what this I don't think that's what this person needs they kind of need like a business manager but he's looking for a, a, a you know a secretary or a PA and so it was that kind of and again, that was it was a bit of a light bulb moment because I went, oh, hang on a sec. I need to think about this in terms of I need to use empathy, step into that person's shoes and go, what are they trying to hire here? What are they trying to find? And I don't think it's a I don't think it's a PA. And so then I just wrote a completely off the wall kind of cover letter saying, right. I'd like to, you know, apply for your job, but I'm not a PA. But actually, I don't think that's what you need. And I can't, I think you need this. And this is what I can do. And I ran my own business and I can do this. And this is what. And so, and then he called, he called me as soon as he got the application and went, whoa, okay. Uh, I think we have to have a bit of a chat because this is really interesting. Tell me more about your ideas. And then I had a chat and then I got a three day a week job as I don't even know. I didn't, never had a name really, but doing, you know, helping him with his business. So it was that moment that I actually started to think about um, from his perspective, what does he actually need? What does he want? What do I think he's going to, you know, to want in in this job or this person? And then actually write my cover letter and, and change my resume to, to uh, you know, that educated guess that I've taken um, and then uh, craft them around that rather than, oh, look at me here, I can do oh, this and this that. and this. Yeah, and, and I'm really good and I'm a good IT person. I'm actually thinking about what do they need? What do they want mm. to see? What do they want? You know, obviously I've still got to have those skills and abilities. It's not about, sure. you know, fibbing and, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not about um, pretending to be something you're not, but it's just literally yes, that's right. is a shift of perspectives. Instead of applying from your own perspective, um, you actually empathised with the person. Yes, hunting for somebody but he was actually looking for the wrong skill set which would not have so you effectively by taking the stance you did you one got a job for yourself but you also helped him um not yeah. the wrong person which would have cost him correct there's a real yes. a good example of win-win-win you know thank you for for sharing that so just want to move on now from applications because uh, yes. i can see how that approach can really shift the effectiveness of um, applying for a job. Yeah. If 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 I'm if I'm currently you know the, the last eighteen months or so that we've had has um, you know forced many of the, you know, all of us I would argue to really you know stop and reflect and um, and question are we spending our time in the way we want to be spending? So for yeah. people who are in a job so they're not applying for a job but they're not enjoying the job or they feel there's something else out there for them, but they're not exactly sure what that thing is. They don't, they're not clear on their skill set. They're not clear on where they should. So they feel a sense of being stuck. They feel time is yeah. passing. I'm doing a job that doesn't energize yeah. me. I know other people have jobs that do energize them. You know, just looking at some of the stats, I see that, you know, we see something like 84%. I think Gallup did um, a study that shows that 84% of people are not engaged in their work or their jobs. Yeah, yeah. Big, yeah. you know, a big number like from a well-being. Yeah, you, I yeah like, absolutely. Work should be an enhancer of well-being rather than, you know, a detractor. I know, a detractor, I but for that person who is in that situation and it probably aligns with the title of your book now what 
they really don't know and they get in anxiety because they feel they should they're not in a position to just you know resign and take time off to explore the world or explore themselves yeah. um, yeah. what what guidance would you provide to that type of person whose well-being is struggling from a yeah. um, because of a lack of career well-being yeah, yeah. Look, and that's a really good question because it is absolutely common. And the, you know, your description of somebody feeling stuck, that's that's the most common thing that people come to me, not even a clarity around, I really hate my job or I hate where I'm working, I've got to get out, or I need more money or whatever. There's very rarely there's clarity. There's just a vague, or not such a sometimes not such a vague, but certainly a certain sense of um stuckness um, and certainly confusion about what's going on or and just not really knowing and not having that clarity so work in that space all the time so and I work uh, so I work my approach to this is a little bit different uh, and it's certainly that's I talk about that in in the book that this approach so my approach is actually quite um standard and it's standard because it it actually really works and it makes sense with a when you look at a holistic um, view of people that it works so what happens so this is my approach what happens is when we feel stuck most times I'm not saying everybody or every time but when we feel really stuck what we try to do is bring our logical conscious brain to the problem right what is the problem here um, am I unhappy in the job? Do I want to change careers? Do I, you know, am I bored? What, what is it about what's going on? Um, where do I want to go? Well, I'd, I'd leave work, except I don't know where I want to go. So then where do I want to go? Or I'm not happy here, so I want to do something different. Well, what do I want to do different? Well, I don't know. So we, we bring this logical mind. The more that we bring our logical mind to that, if you don't get the answer straight away virtually, then you're not going to get the answer. And that's what brings about the stuckness because we just keep trying to ask ourselves the same questions. So instead of doing that, I advise people or offer them and invite them and encourage them to actually turn that conscious mind off and stop it at trying to ask the question or answer those questions. Instead, we try to bring, we try to bring, uh, what we then try to do is through a, a couple of different exercises, we try to bring the unconscious mind, um, which is a big untapped strength usually, to the problem. Now, the conscious mind and the unconscious mind work quite differently. So the conscious mind is just logic and reasoning. It just goes A plus B equals C. So, you know, I'm not happy in my work. I want to go somewhere else, A plus B, so equals C but I'm not getting the C, I'm not getting the answer. Instead, the unconscious mind works quite differently and unconscious mind working with that and how I do that is just to get lots of information, not about the answer that you don't know yet, but just about right here, right now, who you are, how you are, what you like at work, what you don't like at work, what are the good things, what are the bad things, what are, where, when are the times that you feel like you're in flow, when are the times that you've been happy, what, so right here, where are you? So we don't, we stop thinking about where we want to go, trying to solve that problem, and we just think about where we are right now in, mm -hmm. and, and in all different ways. And through all different kind of exercises, there's lots of different exercises to do that. Because what, and all we're trying to do with that is we're not trying to solve the problem. We're just trying to build information and build awareness about where we are right now. And so then when we leave that alone, then when we get that information in, and then we leave that alone for a little while, let it settle, let it percolate, 
what the unconscious mind does almost invariably and the amount of times that I've seen it work and it's still quite magic because it's really cool is that it kind of works like you know those childhood um, games the join the dots where you have to you've got to join the dots and you go just looks like a pile of dots but actually when you join them then you get a beautiful picture Mm -hmm. so this is how the unconscious mind works it gets all these dots of information and then all of a sudden one day while you're in the shower or you wake up in the middle of the night or you're watching a bit of telly uh, you know a a cartoon on the telly or you've you know you're taking the rubbish out all of a sudden it goes bang 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 (laughs) and it joins it joins those dots in a way that you would never have done um, and that you would never have done, your conscious mind could never have come to that conclusion um, because it just does, it just works in a different way. Mm. So, sorry, that was a bit of a long answer, but no, that's, that's kind that's, of the approach. We bring the unconscious mind to bear on the problem, but in a completely different way than we do the logical conscious mind. I love that. That, that makes so much sense to me. So, and then the aha moment comes. And I suppose what, yes. you're, what, what you're really saying is that you've got to have faith because what often happens is if we don't know, like you're using your analysis, A plus B equals C, if we don't know what C is, we get very stressed that we don't know. Yes. Yes. Exactly. The moment because yeah. we're trying consciously to solve it. But what you're, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like what you're saying is that you've got to let go of that, have faith that that see the answer yes. will come yes. but there is a process to unlock yep. the unconscious yep. mind and uh, so That's you actually right. teach people or you support people to actually go on that journey that's right and there's a couple of because i know how difficult that is and i because i know how difficult so a, a lot a lot of people are quite wedded to that whole logical process and then you get a whole lot of other stuff that comes up that i should know the pro, i should know the answer to this mm-hmm. if i just knew what the answer to this i could make it happen it's not an issue i'd go and do the study or i'd go and change jobs but i don't know what to do but but i should so you get all this sort of stuff that gets kind of rolled up in there and mixed up in there and it makes it really difficult um and so uh, so the so some of the exercises so there's one in particular and I do it first every time it's called the drop drop dead list exercise which is um, a pretty cool name for like just a just exercise activity but it's basically just looks at all of that stuff that I was talking about where you are right now with this what do you like what do you not like what are just all the realistic and practical stuff like you know how much money do you want how much money do you need where do you want to work geographically what kind of do you like working in a team or do you like working by yourself um so that those exercises put structure around um give you a bit of a structure and a way of looking at um and a way of feeding basically feeding your unconscious mind with all this different information from all different angles um and then and that's and part of the coaching is and that's is the support and I know when I work with if I work with a person that I don't know that I haven't got personal you know that I already um, don't haven't worked with before for example then it's kind of the conversation is a bit different because if people know me then they already have that level of trust but if you don't obviously you don't know that and I tell you right we're going to use an unconscious mind and it's all going to be okay and (laughs) you just have to so you know I'll often say to them right you just have to trust me and you just have to trust the process if you trust me and trust the process um and and particularly it's trust the process not just it's not just me because it's it's actually in the book and and 
I've had people use the process just through me, through the process and not actually have the coaching from me and it still kind of works. Mm. So just trust that process. Um, but you do have to actually trust that process because you actually have to, in a lot of cases, you have to, you have to take quite a proactive stance against your own logical mind to say, no, I hear you and I hear, I know you want me to think about this question. I'm not going to think about that question anymore. I'm just going to, okay, I hear that you've asked the question. I hear that you're thinking about it. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop you right there. And sometimes that happens, you know, when you're doing the unconscious exercises, one of them is uh, a particular, uh, for example, uh, to look at what your values are, your personal values and how they, how they, you know, kind of manifest at work and what are your values at work. And so it kind of looks at it through that lens. And quite often that can give you insights about, oh, my gosh, well, no wonder, you know, I'm, you know I've got a big value about um, uh, helping people. And so no wonder I'm not happy working at a tobacco company, for example, you know, because that's, that's not a good fit. So, and then I, you know, I'll, I'll often tell people when you have those thoughts, that's great. And that's an insight. And you can see my, my dog has just come know, to have a look at through the, through the door yeah. and somebody is driving down the driveway or <laughs> driving down the road. Years he'll settle, now he's settled yeah. down now back on his bed. It's actually nearly walk time here for okay. um, for Jeb, the dog. So that's probably okay. why he's a bit antsy. Oh, it's a, it's um, yeah, so you didn't jump up at that. At the well, I know. Place. And he's done that before. <laughs> Don't you worry about that in, in meetings. I'll get this. He's a puppy all the way through COVID. So it was, yeah. you know, quite interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah so um, so they need to turn that. Um, they need to turn that conscious mind off and, you know, you, and you need to have the trust in the process to actually do that because sometimes your conscious mind can be very loud, especially if it's been yelling at you for so long that you're now <laughs> stuck. I love that. So, so another question that comes to mind is this process feels like it's applicable to anybody at any stage in their career. So I think back to like my own personal career, for example, in the beginning yeah. of my career when I was at school and university, like I went through all of my university without clarity on what I wanted to do with it. And that, and that was a source of stress because I was like, you know, at the time the papers were like full of uh, stories of Oxbridge, uh, you know, graduates who were working in McDonald's. And uh, so it, it kind of, it was because I, I wasn't one of those people who was studying medicine or one of these um these um uh, you know um topics where there was a defined career path yeah. is your approach yeah. applicable to people at that point as well as the people who have had you know 10 years 20 years experience and are, are, are feeling that they need a that they need a change could this you know yeah. revolutionize the way you know school uh, career programs work because you know it may have changed and I, i'm talking yeah. about current knowledge but i'm not sure if it's really uh, revolutionized as much yeah. as uh, it perhaps could uh, could do yeah. 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 No, it's it's absolutely applicable, and I've certainly coached um, people across all of the from you know from every kind of career issue. From I've been made redundant, and now I don't know what I'm going to do. Through to you know people that I have to get out of this job right now because I hate it or because I don't have enough money or whatever. Um, straight through to you know people for whatever reason. So either they're not happy in their job or they they have to change geographical areas, they're moving or something like that. Right through from age groups, um, uh, all of 
everything and it works and it works because that's how our unconscious mind works all it needs is for you to trust the process and when you've got a bit of a structure behind there I find that it actually works um quite well and also when you're having the coaching then it then it works as well in fact the interestingly the case study that's just popped into my mind is is the person that I got that um that I got that first job with um, after the 55 um, run of dry job applications he was um, he was looking to grow his business when I started working with him and through using and obviously the tools and the approach was nowhere near as refined now after I've streamlined everything and created activities and all of that sort of stuff but the same principles I used with him and we went from in and it took a couple of years it was two years working with him um, but using the same principles of uh, of looking at where you are right now rather than what do you want to do and so his you know his when I first came to work with him his thing was I need to grow this business um, and the end answer for him after concentrating on his you know bringing this stuff into his unconscious mind was that he part retired so he it was like a complete and utter turnaround because by focusing on what was right here right now it was it turns out that the answer wasn't you want to grow your business the answer was you want to actually spend more time doing fun things with your family (laughs) all of and, and stuff like that so he's kind of thinking that the answer was to grow his business for whatever reason that's well that's what I need to do but when you focus on right here right now what's going on for you then you come up with a completely different answer and that's that's absolutely across the board the stuff that comes up is crazy and it's usually completely something that they have never thought about wouldn't even countenance before they started doing it and that's another actually that's another really thing with the process and the preparation around the process is about that you're going to think some really crazy stuff and I'm going to tell you that most likely it's going to be something that you haven't even you haven't even had a chance to reflect about Um, it'll be kind of you know for you just totally crazy Mm. That's fascinating, isn't it? Because I love it. Yeah, yeah, I love it too. And you, <laughs> you, you realize, you realize that a lot of times we're following other people's plans. You know, because uh, yeah. in that example, it feels like we have to grow the business. A lot of people who are running businesses and uh, they're in positions of stress now, and you know, yeah. financial stress. And yeah. what you know, I'd love for your advice, I guess, for those people who are feeling very stressed, you know, out of equilibrium, you know, desperate, dare I say that word, because it feels that their plan was working, but suddenly through um, no fault of their own, those plans have been pulled apart. You know, I'll include myself in that because, you know, running big events is not, it's not a great COVID business, you know, so we were planning an in-person conference in, in, September, so in Sydney. <laughs> Which um you know which um is is clearly not, not, not sorry now Jim's <laughs> sorry about that no no it's good yeah <laughs> we, we we love dogs um so people like that you know people whose um who um you know whose plan has suddenly been changed I mean you touched it before about being made redundant but I'm just very sensitive to the current climate that there are lots of people who are who are really struggling to even accept the situation I mean what what advice would you give to those people who are feeling desperate 
Wow. Actually, it's interesting. And it's probably, and I do work, I'm working with some people right now, actually, that are going through, for whatever reason, through that sort of difficulty um, and through, in different, in different guises, you know, um, one's struggling with, um, he's a manager and a leader in a, a medium-sized organisation and struggling with having to cut the hours for his staff and that sort of thing. Um, and kind of, and it's interesting because of the, because of where we're coming from with equilibrium. For me, it's about, um, it's about taking, um, it's about taking stock in those times and, um, and making sure that things are in balance. So, um, and that's across everything. So plans, yes, plans are going to, to get crazy, but how do you then re-adapt and bring things back into balance? So, and actually it's, and, and there's so many, there's so many kind of examples of that. So for example, there's someone that's very, hasn't had a break since um, before COVID last year, it kind of had that same, that, I'm sure that many people have had the same story that, you know, in our here in Australia with our lockdown, then no lockdown, then lockdown, then no lockdown. They've kind of they came out of the first lockdown and then they booked some holidays. And then, of course, they were canned and they couldn't do those. So they, they planned something else and then they were canned. So they now find themselves at the end of nearly 18 months without a good break. And so they're at big risk of burnout. So for them, it's about, okay, how do you bring that balance? How do you get that balance now? If everything keeps getting canned and every, and you, but you know that you need a break, then how do you, so this is about balance. You have to figure out and work with them and, and um, each situation is different. And so the same with the, you know, the person, the manager that's struggling, he's had to um, uh, bring all of his workforce down on less than half hours, have to go through the stress of um, asking them to, they'll have to go to the government to get some of the subsidies and all of that sort of stuff. So they'll have to like fill in applications. So how do you now bring that balance back in? How do you, he's a very a manager and a leader that's very in touch with his people, very connected with his people. So, mm -hmm. and he's now feeling disconnected and, dis and disengaged with the organisation and with his people. So how does he bring that balance back when, he, when you're in, you know, that word, unprecedented circumstances, things that, that are that are not only throw a spanner in the works but then keep throwing those spanners in the works and for me it's always about what is out of balance here so for the manager it's about the personal touch with with people that he didn't need to have when he was in the office but now that he's out so he needs to if he feels like he needs to call everybody every day and just touch base or text them or message them on their you know they've got a group uh, messaging service then he needs to do that but he has to bring that back in balance so what what bit is out of balance and then bring that back in so for the person that's at risk of burnout the balance is not having a break so how do you have a break in this in this circumstance how do you set that up and the answer is different for everybody but it's always around how do you restore that balance when this is not a normal circumstance and how to have the flexibility to do that and have the ability to um to come up with a solution and try and try and execute it no i, I completely agree with what you're saying it's very interesting isn't it how balance is applicable to like just about everything everything i think as an entrepreneur now since i've been on this entrepreneurial journey for you know for a while 
And that's one of the key skills it teaches you is to is to adapt and flex and um, because you have to like nothing's in in, yeah. in, in your control um, apart from what you can control. And that's what I always say is control what you can control. Um, and when the situation changes, then you have to yes. just avoid those. You know, my own situation, I'd like to go back to the UK. I can't. So I could yeah. focus on that obstacle and get frustrated and angry and all those things or i could just um focus on the elements that i can control and uh you know remain in balance so it's one it's, it's yeah, that's really right. nice. we're almost out of time i know like for you you're one of the um the big things that you've done is written a book like created an amazing course and so just just for for people who um are listening to this and are you know, keen to to, to um, need some help. You know, that's one of my big uh, passions or beliefs is that everybody uh, would benefit from having a coach. You know, that would be <laughs> when I started training as a coach a little while ago. Now, that was a big thing because you realise if you yeah. if you've got a coach that can really guide you and support you, then it helps you get out of your own head, or it helps yeah. you talk to the wrong people, and it actually helps you get to where you want to go, and um, yeah. you don't know where you want to go. And um, so, like your point about the unconscious mind but people can work with you one-to-one i'm assuming virtually uh, given uh, everything's virtual these days but the book this is the book sounds wonderful where can people find out about the book and get a copy of the book yeah so probably um the easiest way is to just go to my website which is www.kirstenbrumby.com um, and then everything's the links to everything is on there. But the books are, are available via um, on Amazon and any other um, online bookstore, really. So that you can get both of those. And it's an ebook version and as well as uh, PDF or um, paperback. So okay. all of that. The, the courses called, will be available. Pardon? Sorry, the, the book's called Now Now What? Now What? A step-by-step approach to land your new job or career. So and the and the book. It's kind of, um, so you can work with me as a coach and obviously, but that's, um, sometimes that's actually out of the financial reach of people. So the book, it kind of, I call it DIY coaching. So you really can, you actually really can coach yourself through with the book. And now the courses, there's three courses, one that covers clarity and getting clarity about what we've been talking about today. And then there's two really practical ones about uh, writing job applications and then um, interview skills. So <clears throat> pardon me, whichever, whichever one fits. So they'll be available very shortly and they're kind of the same. So both the book and the courses, which depending on which way that you like to learn, um, will take you through step by step the approach and the activities and all of that sort of stuff. So the book provides a really, you know, it's I think it's seven dollars something for the um, for the electronic version. So a really cheap way of actually and you can you can actually do those things. But, you know. So you can have that coach in your back pocket if you like. But coaching is essential. I have a coach. I get coaching even though I'm a coach. Um, so it's I think you the, the support. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I know I think you, you shared with me once that um, – you get outstanding results. I, I may, I may remember this correctly, but like, I don't think anybody's worked with you who hasn't actually got there. Oh, <laughs> no. Did you say that? Was or am I misremembering that? I can't no, remember. you've remembered it right. And I'm going to get, I'm going to get a bit embarrassed, but it's, it's absolutely true. Now, look, that can take some time. I think the longest, per, the longest that I've worked with someone is eight months or nine months, in order to get clarity and then get and get the job that they wanted. Because sometimes. 
you know, sometimes it's um, it it you know it might be a difficult job to get into or a different difficult industry or something like that, and you're not particularly well suited. But yeah, this this stuff works. It's the it's actually the reason I wrote the book because I just went, this stuff actually works. It actually doesn't just work because I'm a good coach um, or because of me. It actually, the, the, the process and the structure, the activities that I've developed over the years actually brings results and I'm, I'm applying these. So, you know, so I can help more people by having um, a book and having it available on courses and just me trying to fit in so many coaching sessions. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Let me uh, let me uh, just finish by acknowledging you, Kirsten, for like the amazing work you do and, uh, you know, having a, a proper tool set, tool, toolkit around uh, career coaching, which is such an important part of our life within your broader equilibrium toolkit is going to really help us. So um, everybody should at least read the book would be my recommendation because we just don't invest in ourselves in the right way. And your whole methodology from the days when you were, you know, applying for you know 55 different jobs without success <laughs> fortunately i think uh, you know, something good comes out of it because when you were doing that and feeling uh, I'm, I'm guessing not so great you didn't realize that one day you'd be uh, an author and have courses and be um, you know training and teaching so many people uh, to help them uh, find what they what they want to do so thank you Kirsten yep. and uh, enjoy the rest of your day and thank you everybody uh, for your time see you next time thank you for having me and thank you everybody for listening <laughs>